Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episodic adventure. It is Talkamania. I'm your host, your boy, Des, here with my boozer way, my amigo, J-Boom. Hello, ladies. Got a towel to take off? <laughs> I wish. No, I, Yo, I, I, was I, listening, I, I was listening to so many themes today, and then I stumbled upon Val Venus, and I was oh like, my. oh, this is so good. Dude, I was watching some old footage on um, on WWE Network. It plays back some old stuff all the time. I even have these 24 channels where it's like SummerSlam over and over. And they I go haven't. back, they dig deep, and Val Venus, before he cut his hair, when he was really dead into that Val Venus, I guess, playgirl gimmick, uh, it was pretty decent. It was pretty edgy, I would say. If you go back and take a look at the stuff that they big, did. Big part of the attitude era. Choppy, choppy, or pee-pee. He had like these moves, like the porn press, the pretzel, and the the money shot, and like, geez, the stuff they got away with, eh? The porn pretzel. Jeez. It was a very, very fun time to be. I guess we were like what, thirteen, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, 16? yeah, something like that. Now we're old as balls, but yeah. you know, we enjoyed some wrestling back in the day. <clears throat> that we did. Um, the thing that we don't enjoy. And uh, we're both having issues with this. Is technology? Yeah. Well, if you guys know me, like I'm can get by. I'm all right. Jay's on a, a little bit higher level than I am, but he sends me this this tutorial on how to get my own soundboard going because we're trying to take things to another level without having to go out and buy an iMac. Um, so I'm working through some hardware stuff. If any of you guys know any tips, sound engineers out there, let me know. Hit me up. 
because I'm having a few problems just kind of playing sounds so I hear them in my headset so J-Bomb hears them but still records my mic just kind of routing it all through one uh, channel I'm, I'm close to doing it I didn't get to it though for this show very close two steps one step forward two steps back uh, and I think I screwed my, my webcam up in the process. I'm not sure. <laughs> I didn't touch it unless some background stuff's running. Uh, so it's a bit laggy if you see for the video. But anyways, audio's going to be good. We're going to release our episode this week. Should be good. And uh, Talkamania is just going to take off from here. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff. It just goes to show you you're part of the process. This is organic. You get the experience, all the hiccups along with us. So sweet. Hang in there, guys. Yeah, we're, uh, we, we're a day late, uh, but we're here. That's for sure. Last week we didn't have the live video. This week we have it. It's a bit laggy. We're figuring it out as we go. Um, but it is August, and our yeah. plan was is to go hard in August. So guaranteed, what's the month after August? Is it September? Yeah, it is September. By September, we will have figured out all of the issues, and uh, we should be giving you a way better video quality. Uh, that should be on par with our audio because I think our audio has been pretty good. Yeah, and we're always year, so. looking to get better. We're even looking at new hardware, uh, video, and mic. Uh, J Bomb's got some cool ideas. I'm excited if we roll these out in the future. But again, like you said, as this goes along, it's going to get pretty cool, pretty neat, pretty hot tech. So, apart from tech and fuckeries, mm-hmm. what's new with you, man? Uh, a lot of work. I'm working late. That's partially why we're recording a day late. I had to work early last night to get some some invoices off because it's the end of the month, uh, and also you know I guess you and I were both dealing with some life yesterday. So you know yep. we took the day to get what we need to get done, bring you a better quality uh, I guess episode tonight because it was going to be late. We were talking around eleven thirty midnight yesterday, and we were like, you know what, let's go out there hard tomorrow. We said we we're going to hit hard in August. We're going to start it tonight with J Bomb Des. We're going to be rocking Takamania. A lot to go on. J Bomb's trying to grow a beard over there. No, I'm not. I was just going to say. I was just gonna say I look so. This is disgusting. <laughs> Your face with the beard, because I mean, you know, the, this whatever you want to call this, J bomb. You know, <clears throat> you know what I was noticing, and 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 listeners, if you don't know, Dez's first name is actually Mike. Dez is his middle name, but his mustache is a perfect M. Have you ever noticed that? Has no, ever I haven't ever noticed it. When it's a little bit thinner, it's a little bit thicker. It's right my now, Mario you... hat. You know, it's like got the M on the, on the hat. I get some M on my on my lip, I guess. But I was like. It, the first guy to be able to grow like a perfect beard by like grade eight. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty uh, emasculating and whatever. Well, now it's all I felt white. like a bitch. Yeah. yeah, now it's all white. I used to get made fun of because I had a deep voice back in the day. But I remember it was uh, our good friend Paul Bowden, and he was like, "I'm Mike. I have a deep voice." And then the funny thing is, he went on to have like the deepest voice of them all. So <laughs> karma's a bitch when you pick on me. Deep voice is good, man. I kill for a deeper voice. Well, yeah, whatever. Hey, baby. So we got a lot to cover. Uh, some notes we want to talk about. Uh, Des, what are you doing next week? What am I doing, guys? Hmm. Hmm. I'm heading to Toronto, guys. I will be there all weekend long. I will be hitting up NXT TakeOver in Toronto. I'm bringing along my brother-in-law. He has not seen wrestling live since, I think it was Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior at a house show back in like the late 80s or something. Damn. So. Um, he's watched some NXT stuff with me before. We watched Halftime Heat. Blew his mind. Uh, so it's going to be a different experience. And I think he'll enjoy it because WWE uh, main roster, you kind of need to know the storyline, be a little bit more invested and know the characters. 
NXT, you don't need to know shit. You can go in there and watch it and have a good time. These guys tell a story in the ring. Uh, I'm really excited. A lot of cool matches are being added to the card. It looks like they're investing a lot into this takeover. So I'll be there on Saturday night for that. Uh, and then I'm going to stick around on Sunday because I just happened to be able to get a ticket to the Slam of the Summer. So I will be there as well Sunday night, uh, representing Talkamania live in Toronto, SummerSlam. We're still going to do our shtick. We're going to do our stuff that week. I might be calling in from the parking lot. Um, it's going to be really cool, guys. And if you're going to be in the area and you're going to be checking it out, a few of you have already reached out to me to go grab a beer or just shoot the shit. Uh, more than welcome. Drop Nobody's us a line. Nobody's reached out to me. Because you're going to be here in... Oh, wait, I mean, when we say you're from Montreal, we're giving you a bone here. He's actually out in the forest somewhere in the boonies, but close enough representing our city here in Montreal. But uh, lots of cool Canadian stuff happening at SummerSlam as well, too, with KO, uh, Trish Stratus. So really, really going to be cool to see. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that soon as well, too, because a lot went on this week in the WWE and outside the WWE, too. Yeah, there's a shitload of stuff to cover. Um, yeah. Did you t- mention you're taking over Instagram? Did we talk about that yet? I'm trying not to because I'm trying to make you forget that I have that task. Because, oh, you uh, have that task. I'm not it's an Instagrammer, but yes, we're going to do a crash course uh, yeah. and uh, we'll be doing some cool stuff on my way there. You know what? It's so funny, guys. I took a look at the, the train schedule. They're all like book solid, really expensive, like 150 each it's, way. It's actually really expensive to go to Toronto from Montreal on a train. And here's the thing, right? I'm like, okay, well, now I look at the tickets, and they're all like seven to tw- like eleven hour uh, train rides. Yeah, I'm shit. looking at Greyhound or buses, and it's like super cheap, but you're stuck for like twelve hours in a seat. I legit might fly to Toronto and Montreal and just, what? Say, just yeah, drive. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what's happening. I don't think my wheels can or can take that. <laughs> uh, well, it's five hours. It's well, I don't know, man. My car is. It's a good. It's an okay shape, but I don't want to put it through that. And honestly, for the comfort of like being able to do two hours, two hours each way, uh, you know, it's about like 200 bucks. So like, you know, why not save the time and pay the money? I'm looking at my options. I might rent a car. I might still drive, uh, but I'll take you guys along for the ride. You'll know soon enough. And it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be rocking it out in Toronto. Cool, man. I just want to say what's up to the guys in the chat. We got some people in here. And if you guys want to do us a favor, a solid, share that shit. Throw it on Twitter, throw it on Sportscast or wherever you can. Share it. Get it out. Um. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's jump into it. Des, tell our listeners where they can listen to us or where sure. they can find us. Sure. No problem. I can do that. I think I'm good at it by now. I've been doing it week after week. Hundred. What episodes tonight? Hundred and one eighteen. One eighteen. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at underscore Talkamania. Uh, you can also listen to wherever you get your podcastic kicks, be it iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. Look, man, just Google Talkamania. I can say that now. Google us and you will find us. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. See, it's funny. You said that you're so used to it because you've been doing it for I keep taking the paper, I know. Don't, and you picked up a the paper. The guys who are going to listen to the audio aren't going to know that. Don't embarrass <laughs> me. Come on. Uh, guys, check us out on Full Press Radio every Thursday. Our new time slot is at noon. It wasn't there today. Hopefully they played a replay from last week's episode. We're very sorry. It was a good uh, episode. Yeah. I'll talk to Ian over at Full Press. Maybe we can get on there tomorrow at noon if you're somebody who likes to listen to us on Full Press. Uh, but check them out on Twitter uh, at Full Press Coverage. Oh, sorry, at Full Press Radio. And check out Evan over at Full Press Wrestling at FPC underscore wrestling. Check out our website, www.talkamania.com. If you want to support the show, go buy a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash talkamania. And uh, if you really, really want to support the show, 
Become a premium member for as low as $1 a month and join us on patreon.com slash talkamania. And for the month of August, we've mentioned it a million times, we're going to be putting every single sportscaster audio file onto Patreon. Ooh, so if you want to listen to content. us. It's a shitload of extra content. We have all-out pre-shows, post-shows, SummerSlam shows, NXT shows, some insights from Dez. Of course, follow him on Instagram, Talkamania. Uh, yeah, and guys, Boot to the Face is back. They took about a month and a half off. They're back with Season 2, Episode 40. Yeah, boys. Glad to so see you back in action. If you want to follow them on Facebook, it's at uh, Twitter, at Boot to the Face, and that's a 2, like the number 2. They can handle that. They got it too. Dos. Yeah. I was looking for my two Dos on my amigo. soundboard, but I don't have it. All right. Let's talk wrestling. On today's show, we're going to be talking about women's wrestling. We're going to be talking about the toxicity that is wrestling. Twitter. Oh, the yeah. Toxicity of our city, of our city. We're going to talk about some news in a segment we like to call, Oh, You Didn't Know. And... The triumphant return. Oh, yeah. It's salty or sweet. Sweet. It's the hype song I'm going Such a good song, man. Yeah, it's a great song. And guys, if you see above us right now, if you want to download the full press coverage app, it's available on Android, not quite on iPhone just yet, but you can check it out. You can listen to our podcast through there and you can check out tons of awesome sports podcasts. Uh, It's a really cool app and it's just getting better and better every day. So check that shit out. All right, let's jump right into the news. Oh, you didn't know? So WWE commentator Renee Young has been under attack from the wrestling Twitter community on Twitter because they're bastards. Uh, She's been told to get off the air, that she sucks at her job, and that she should be replaced. She fought back, but ultimately, Des, where do you stand on this whole thing? She fought back. I don't know. She kind of accepted that. I know I'm bad. It's it's a hard job to do. She's so docile, (laughs) so sweet, right? She's Canadian. I guess it shows through, right? Uh, but get off Twitter. That's what I got to say. Uh, she's doing a fine job. She's new at it. She Imagine going out there and having a voice in your ear, beep, 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 telling her to do shit, not to say shit, hearing screaming throughout the broadcast. Uh, people were saying, do Talking Smack because it was great. You know, do the same so kind good. of chemistry. It's a different kind of thing, a different kind of beast. She said so herself. She'll get better over time. She's not the number one person on that broadcast team, so she is being thrown bones, just like... Uh, What's his name on the SmackDown Live? Uh, Byron Saxon. Byron Saxon, exactly. See, I can't even remember his name. Uh, <laughs> I know the guy, but it's just he's the third string guy, right? So he comes to mind last. And then you move up the rankings. Michael Cole was there as well, too. And if we had uh, Twitter back then, they'd be ripping him a new one as well back then. We still rip him a new one yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, but he's okay. He's, okay. he's an okay commentator, but he the points he hits, like reiterating stipulations and all kinds of that's big annoying. Dog. That, yeah. Here comes Vincent the big Randy dog. Orton. Like, oh, it makes me cringe, but he knows it's how to do time. his job. Um, it's funny though, when you started that, that topic off though, because I was like, was this this week? Like there's so much news that went on this week. And I felt like I put that in the notes. Well, I did. I do it usually as the week starts, I start putting in notes, but, um, man, it was that, that recent, but it seemed like it was so long ago. We have, we have an extra day of news. I added like four or five topics today. Oh, that's true. Um, we, we got to get through this. It's a shame though, that Renee Young is taking this heat. I mean, I understand she isn't the strongest. No, but, she, she she isn't. She's a bit vanilla. I know, not super exciting. Uh, she kind of plays very passive character. 
Um, but, I mean, everybody came to her defense, you know, so I like that, that everybody's standing up for each other, and I think she'll get better over time, and it doesn't really matter, you're always going to have people on there, you know, ripping you a new one, telling their two cents, saying they could do the job when they probably couldn't, um, you know, whatever, man, she's doing fine, she's doing fine, yeah. keep it up. Speaking of more toxicity on the Twitter machine, uh, don't know how to say this guy's name, so I'm going to call him Dominic Dojakovic. <laughs> I, it's cool. Digico- I kind of laugh at the same time, so people might not have heard exactly what you said, and it's all Djakovic, Djakovic, Djakovic. I don't fucking know. They call him the Double Ds. Double Ds. There we go. Uh, he went to Twitter to ask Taz if he could use the Taz mission submission as part of his move set. Um, I don't know why we're even talking about this. Somehow this was news. Somewhat. Somewhat. Well, Somewhat. first of all, when I do put my news together, I start off with what I read on the internet, on news boards, on dirt sheets. I'm just throwing you under the table. Well, yeah, yeah I know. This is like the <laughs> second time already tonight. Um, and I thought it was interesting because the Taz mission, I thought it was a pretty cool move when he used to lock it on. The guy was like frantically Sitting. trying to escape. Um, but, you know, I saw him lock it on one time. I wasn't overly impressed with the way he applied it. So if Taz was going to give it to somebody... I'd want it to give to somebody vicious who could really lock it on and do it justice. Maybe he will. We'll, we'll, we'll go back and see. But I'm glad it's being used. I'm glad it's not disappearing to the dust. I thought Taz was a bit of a dick about the situation, to be honest with you. Uh, he went on Taz Twitter. Taz is a dick, though. Yeah, he is a dick. Uh, he went on Twitter and basically said, hey, can I use it? And Taz is like, well, you shouldn't do this in a public <laughs> forum. Reach to, out to me privately. And they kind of were like, the fans jumped on Taz. Said, low, you know, like, he's trying to be respectful. And Taz kind of shot back and miraculously turned around like the next day or two and said, you know, I'm sorry, you know what I said. And I talked to him and I gave it to him. Um, So maybe he regretted his actions. Maybe he was drinking the sauce that night. Who knows? Uh, I'm nicer when I'm drunk. Well, (laughs) I don't, well, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But maybe uh, one of the stipulations was, because if I was going to take you from Taz, I would be like, look, I want to take the move, but I'm going to name it the Taz mission because it gets... People are going to remember Taz, right? The Taz mission. Mm-hmm. What's that move? Who's Taz? And then it kind of keeps his name in, uh, in our minds. Because otherwise, I mean, like, what? Taz was a wrestler for a couple years in WWE. He went to the announce team and then just rode off into the sunset. So, I mean, come on, Taz. Stay, stay relevant. Okay, we're talking about AEW. We're talking about some relevant shit. Something happened last night on the taping that I thought was pretty interesting, and I added it to it. Fandango is back. Oh, Fandango. After 13 months of being away from injury, Fandango appeared last night on NXT, uh, saving Tyler Breeze from an attack from the Forgotten Sons. And just for the record, I have no fucking clue who the Forgotten Sons are. Well, because they're forgotten. I guess. That's it. Uh, I and, thought, I, and I'm pretty sure I've seen them in an NXT TakeOver. Yeah, I yeah. We, I think we did the see them at TakeOver. They were in a triple threat tag team or, some, or something like that. Um really cool i actually watched it last night i went back and watched some nxt and he was getting a beat down uh he ran down he saved tyler breeze and then they did a backstage segment where they were talking kind of like he's like where have you been man and he's just like instead of being like i've been out with injury which he clearly was and everybody knows that uh he i said something about like you know we were the fashion police but i think we were committing the biggest fashion crime or we were committing a crime and i had to step back and reflect and apparently uh you know really? their fashion obviously is outdated or tacky or if any of you guys listen you can you can definitely lay it out better than i am but apparently it's planting the seeds that they're gonna have a makeover or at least a small gimmick change or something yeah <laughs> oh my god they should so have a makeover gimmick um, yes explain how that would work i mean what's that in your mind i don't know make them like made every over... week they do something different Maybe I don't know. Are they sticking on NXT? 
I think, okay, here, that's another topic of discussion. First of Fuck all. Fuck you, first of all. I got really excited about that, and you just looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> I give you a bone, and I give you credit when you come up with a good one. I just wasn't a great one. Uh, but but Fandango, he talks like uh, Zoolander, or he talks like, yeah, kind of like yeah. Zoolander, I find. Uh, so I don't know if he's changing his gimmick because it kind of seems similar to, to what he was doing before. Uh, but, you know, okay, he's on NXT. So a lot of the questions are, why are they on NXT? It's kind of stupid. But on the main roster, they weren't being used. Uh, the Fashion Files was great, but that eventually grew stale, or at least they stopped doing it. And I think NXT is a great place for them to actually get opportunity and get, um, I guess, exposure. And they can have all kinds of cool tag team matches out there, uh, help the tag team division, and put people over and give them the rub, you know? Like, I, I'm not saying to go out there and lose every match. You know, they could be... They need a rub. Yeah, they do need a rub. And they could <laughs> win the tag team titles and all that stuff too, but they can also help develop the, t- the teams, even if it's just coaching them in the ring and all that stuff. Working at the Performance Center, Tyler Breeze likes to work there. You know, he spent a lot of time there. And uh, I think it could be cool. I think it could be all right. And I'm, I'm down with it. I think it's great to see Fandango back and see where they go from here. So some matches were added to some cards. Uh, we found out a few new things uh, in WWE, NXT, and in AEW. Ooh. So we'll start it off with uh, the, the, the potential rumor of SummerSlam is going to be Ziggler versus Goldberg. Um, Why do you say it like that? Why do you say it like that? The, okay, first of all, story-wise, the only thing I could see happening is Ziggler talks so much shit about HBK and comparing him to the Goldberg-Undertaker match. Other than that, I see no way to to, to, to put this together. I if if I have to see another Goldberg match, it's definitely not against Dolph Ziggler. Like Oh, you know what though? I okay, so I think this is there's many facets to this. Goldberg had a stinker of a match at Saudi Arabia. So first thing is he won't say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill wants to race this from his, his slate he won't ever sorry Goldberg but he's going to try to at least make us remember his latest match and the WWE is trying to do the same thing so putting him in a match against Ziggler where he could destroy him it won't be a long match he'll come out he'll probably spear him immediately jackhammer him immediately it's going to be like keep it short and sweet so you don't have any chances to botch things up uh, Ziggler will sell like a champ like he always does it's going to make Goldberg look like a million bucks so I'm okay with it, and I'm also down because I'm going to be there to watch it, so I think it's going to be a pretty cool thing, and I can mark it off my bucket list. I've never seen a Goldberg match, I believe. I'm not saying I'm a Goldberg fan, but, you know, it could be interesting to see. Now, how are they going to play this in and how it works storyline-wise? Well, it makes more sense than the Miz and Ziggler because they were only they only went out a couple weeks ago. Miz hasn't really been highlighted on the show much at all. That's 100% more than makes makes 100% more no. sense. No, he's Goldberg. been taking shots on Goldberg week after week after. He's been planting those seeds, right? Goldberg's a part-timer. He's not going to just show up the next week and the next week and the next week after. He'll probably show up either next week or I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean... What do you mean? It, it's, it is SummerSlam's next week. Let me get to what I'm saying, boy. Right, sorry. Right. So on Monday or, or Tuesday, we could see Goldberg show up and that match could be made official. But they could also very well have The Miz and Ziggler heading right to SummerSlam. And then maybe before the match, Ziggler just decimates The Miz backstage, goes down to the mid-side of the ring and says, well, I win, count him out, he's forfeiting the match, 
And then as they count out, Goldberg's music comes on and he comes out and the crowd, you know, pops and wets their pants and all that shit. So mm. that could be a way to do it. It doesn't need to make much sense. I think right now they're in recovery mode for the match that Goldberg did have. I actually think that this could help that. Uh, and he will look strong as he can, Goldberg. He's definitely going to go in there and try his best. Uh, let's hope. Uh, I got man. Every match he's in, there's a botch. So this one's got to be short and sweet. Jackhammer. Oh, sorry, spear, jackhammer, pin. And uh, nobody getting dropped on their head, hopefully. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Ziggler's going to be taking an old big L at SummerSlam, I think, by the uh, the Berg of Gold. Uh, okay, now that we're done with that garbage, uh, at least we have Io Shirai and Candice LeRae at NXT TakeOver. Now, I don't know the card oh, for NXT TakeOver yet. Is Shayna Baszler on the card as well? Yes, she is. Okay, so I don't really, let's talk about that in, in a moment. But I'm really excited about this. And Cape Chronicles, thank you for passing that on to me. Last night, I was just kind of like preparing for our podcast, checking, Hi, a, few, checking a few notes. And he's like, hey, man, like he, he, put, he tweeted out something that I got announced. He bit, let me know that it was official. I went back and checked some of old, some NXT footage. It is official. We're getting Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. I'm super excited because I love Io Shirai. Getting to watch her live is going to be amazing. And also, she's a... She's a- I don't know what it is. She's on a whole nother level. You don't like oh. the, you don't like the Asian, but you like her, or is it just you like her her wrestling? Hey, hey, hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Nobody said anything about not liking the Asian. I like the Asian. So, so okay. do I, right there, representing my girls. But there's something about Io that's I don't know, just Ooh, gets me going. Cool, man. And I'm glad that I was able to introduce you to her, and I'm happy that you uh, you kind of jumped not jumped on the wagon. I mean, she she deserves it. You know, she's put in the work. It and took she me one match that you showed me. Well, I was that, like, oh. She, she reminds me of the way she has this certain uh, type of mass to her and like a, she's pulled by gravity similar to a way that Bret Hart was pulled by gravity in the ring. And I just love it. Nice. She's like so, fin- so much finesse. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know her as much. Well, I've, I've seen some matches as a heel, but not storylines and stuff. So I want to see how she progresses and how this match is. Um and don't cut, don't cut Candice LeRae short either. She's a great athlete. She can put on a good match, guys. If you aren't familiar with her work, check some stuff on the indie scene. Uh, the Young Bucks, Joey Ryan, Candice LeRae was a gruesome match. Uh, thumbtacks on the uh, thumbtacks on the on the shoes, and they super kicked Candice LeRae face busted open. This is a tough woman, woman, and you have Io Shirai, another another tough woman. These guys are going to put on a hell of a match. Forget the women's championship match. I mean, Shayna Baszler's great. I, I think her development and the the athlete she is in the ring and the aggression is amazing. Uh, but, you know, I just think these two are going to be a really, really good match and one to watch that night. Really excited to get my brother-in-law is going to be with me to watch this one because uh, it's going to be a fucking... Sorry, JR. It's going to be a barn burner, man. I'm really, really, really stoked that this match is happening at NXT TakeOver. The other match that was announced this week and what I'm most excited for... I mean, I'm, I'm excited for NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam, but... Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears was announced. It's made official for all out at this point. Um, this week's episode of what's that? I mean, we all knew, right? Of course, we all knew. But it's still we got to see. What about to you guys? me, you guys, it was you guys listening? Did you know? Did you get the chat going? They know. Come on, let's, they let's, know. let's get that chat going. Let's let us know what you think. No one's talking in the chat. All right, That's all right, all right. It's okay if you want to be um, shy. But yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. I thought that was going to happen. But the road to all out episode three to me, was the best piece of footage that AEW has put out so far to date. Is that the one you sent to me today? Yeah. Okay, I haven't yet watched that. We're talking six minutes, so it was short. Started off with an MJF promo talking about how much he fucking hates Sean Spears, and then it rolled into the story of 
Sean Spears and Tully going to AEW headquarters to sign the contract, and you hate contract signings. So you're going to really, really like the way that they did this one. As long as it wasn't in the middle of the ring. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everything, everything's pre-filmed, uh, pre-taped, no bullshit. They just, they really took their time, and they made it like, it was like a six-minute film. There was not much talking, and it told such a good story in such a short amount of time. And it really, like, it just hyped me up like fucking mad, and not much happened. So I don't know what they're doing, and I, I, I put this in my notes, that if they can tell stories like this, and if we're going to get pre-taped footage like this, once they go live October 2nd on TNT, I mean, I'm, this is going to be phenomenal. Well, the viewership phenomenal. on the, the debut is going to be off the roof. Like, it, it, people are going to really read into it as well, too. Like, there's going to be a lot of hype. We're all going to be tuning in. Uh, week two, we're going to tune in. Week three, some people might start tuning out. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time to kind of see the popularity and the viewership and all that stuff. I have no doubt they're going to do very good. Uh, people who like the wrestling love their wrestling. There's a lot of devoted AW followers as well, too. So I think it's going to be cool. I'm really, really excited for the event itself. I haven't checked the video that you mentioned, uh, but I definitely will. Um, you know, it's funny. You mentioned contract signings, right? And how they did it, you know, in a different way and all that stuff. When do they decide to do contract signings? Is it before big matches? Or did they want us to believe that at every single match you watch on Raw and SmackDown, there's some contract where they have to go in the back and sign it before they wrestle? Like, it just, Well, it doesn't make sense because there's impromptu matches like well, crazy, that, That's right? it. No that's signing. it, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, man, it just, it really, something spoke to me during that video and made me think that when they do go live, I think there's going to be a lot of pre-taped segments rather than live backstage bullshit interviews where they try and tell a story the way WWE does. I, I And I think it's going to be more of a TV show than we're expecting. I'm just going to say it now. That's my guess. I think with two hours of footage, I think they're going to put on a couple of really good matches. And then I, I really do think there's going to be a lot of pre-tape stuff. Interesting. Which I'm excited for. Yeah, we'll see how they, they do, do it. I mean, you know, you got to tell a story and let's see how they do it. Uh, AEW also announced today that at the uh, first... TV taping in Washington that they are going to crown the inaugural women's championship world Ooh. whatever Do we have a match world yet? champion woman I don't know how to say it no no matches I mean we're, you know, speculation is out there uh, all I can say is I hope it's not Brandy because I think that would be a mistake um, it'll probably Kyle, be it'll probably be Nyla Rose I think so too because Kylie Ray's uh, got some injury issues and Britt Baker hurt herself so if it's not uh, Rio then I can only really assume it's could be Nia Rio Rose. too because I think that's like their girl. It seems like they they, they, they mean a, she means a lot to them and Kenny Omega as well. They have a huge history. Uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, Kenny Omega and Rio used to wrestle way in the indie scene when she was like a kid, and it's really cool to kind of watch that. Is still she a still kid. is a that's kid. So yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. She is, uh, but really cool. Uh, Nyla Rose, I think another formidable, 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 formidable champion or challenger. Formidable. Yeah, yeah, sure. I said it right, formidable? so I don't want to go back and have to repeat sure, it and get it wrong. Sure. Uh, but yes, uh, cool. I guess you know, uh, first, uh, you know, it's transgender or special. I don't know. It's gonna be cool. First, is she the first? Op- I don't know. I think she's the first openly transgender yeah, okay. woman wrestler. Yeah, yeah, that's there. it. That's it. So, so I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good for their brand. I hope they're not doing it just to do it. I'm not a big fan for that kind of stuff. It's. Like, I don't think they are. Honestly, yeah. right now, considering all the injuries, to me, Nyla Rose is the top of the list. So oh, I don't know. I mean, like bits. a lot of people are talking really highly of her, and I think you did as well too. Uh, first match, I thought she was a bit out of shape and a bit. Not, I mean, I meant ring shape. 
I just don't think that it was her night. I don't think it was meant for it, for it to be mm, her night. And the last event, she did that big dump off the top rope where she did no, her she knee, which was great. She was, she was good the whole time. Uh, we'll see. Hasn't won me over yet, guys, but uh, we'll see. You're hard set. I am hard to win over, but I can be won over, so we'll see. Nyla Rose, you used our theme music on your debut. Let's yeah. see if you can win my heart. We got to get her on the show. We got to get her on the show. Don't tell her that it's a seam. Play it. Oh, she can be like, mean, though, man. Like, I, she's going to, like, chew us up and spit us out. That'd be awesome. Yeah. If she does the interview in kayfabe, that'd be fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, be great. She's in character. Um, Marco Stunt, the little guy. Little guy. The little guy. And, and I'm a little guy, so that's cool. In many ways uh, than one. Three ways. Officially signed uh, with AEW. Uh, and he announced it on his 23rd birthday earlier this week. So he is, in fact, not a child. Officially. He's officially not a child at 23? Probably. He was a child a week, before, a week ago? No, I mean, like, he looks like a fucking kid. Yeah, he he looks like he's, kid. like, 12. They're going to have lots of fun with this guy. Uh, I yeah. think he's going to be great. I, I don't know if they're going to keep the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Um, he looks like mini Jungle Boy, even though Jungle Boy looks young. Who's the Dudley? He's going to be, like, the little Dudley guy. Spike Dudley. Spike Dudley. Yeah, that guy, man. Like, imagine him just getting repeatedly powerbombed. Like, got to be careful. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be really cool to see him just getting blasted with moves here and there. The moves that he can pull off. Um, you know, they're trying to add that excitement, different elements. A lot of people are crapping on uh, him because he's a small guy and he's 23. And, dude, you know what? The guy's working out, working hard. And they're signing all kinds of different talent. They have the OWE talent as well, too. Um, you know, I think he fits right in perfectly at AEW and don't knock it before you see it. I mean, we've seen some shades of what he has to offer and I'm impressed. So I'm all in for Mr. Stunt. Well done. Well done. Uh, some sad news. We found out the WWE Hall of Famer Harley Race passed away at 76, uh, around noon today. Mm. There's not that many details out still. Uh, I'm assuming it was one of his children, that's taken over his Twitter and just tweeted out that they need a little bit of time and that uh, we'll get more details in the coming future. But to his family and to all those that were Harley Race fans, uh, our condolences. Yeah, absolutely sad news. I mean, I kind of in the back of my mind felt like that was going to be happening because he was hospitalized and there wasn't much information coming out. Uh, but look, he lived a long life and he had lots of, uh, I guess, left a big legacy behind him. You know, 76 years old is a bit young, but in Western culture, it's not as young anymore these days. Plus, you're putting your body through so much, you know, year after year after year. Uh, look, he did a lot in the, in the world of wrestling, you know, in America, in Japan, all over the world. You know, he was a King of the Ring in 1986. Don't forget, guys, we talk about King of the Ring. He was an original King of the Ring as well, too. A Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, he had epic matches with Ric Flair, 1983 StarCast. You know, uh, he's won Wrestle of the Year, 80 and 81. Lots of amazing things that this man has done. A lot of the people who might be listening or don't know Harley Race because you're a bit younger, uh, go back and is. watch it, guys, because he paved the way for so many superstars, and you'll see a lot of his influence who, that rubbed off on many people. So it's a sad day, um, but, you know, this kind of thing happens, and uh, our thoughts and prayers with the family, and, you know, let's just remember him in a positive way and pass on his memory for generations to come. All right, let's talk some New Japan Pro Wrestling real quick. Let's do a quick G1 update. I don't know if you have the points in front of you. What? Yeah, what, what, oh, yes, I do. Oh, that you was, do? So do I. Sweet. Sick. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the number and stack guy, and you even like put a brackets. Mike has, or Dez has the numbers. So I yeah, was, so Dez has the points. Yeah. I just want to make sure you're reading my notes. I'm so. reading the notes. I'm reading the notes. Take I'm getting away. better Take at this away. stuff. Uh, so New Japan Pro Wrestling, I know a lot of you guys probably are following a lot more closer than I am, and you'll roll your eyes at many things I say or feel or whatever. 
Um, obviously, I'm learning a lot more about New Japan, and I will continue to learn more. Feel free to chime in. Correct me if you want. It's all about interaction, and uh, participation is what matters. So anyways, New Japan, the G1 Climax is going really well. Uh, we have Okada. So he is leading right now Block Egg with 12 points, and we have John Moxley, surprise, surprise, leading with 10 points in Block B. So there's a couple matches left to go, uh, but I want to tell you something, J-Bomb. Mm-hmm. John Moxley mm-hmm. tasted defeat in his first match in the G1 Against Classic. Who? Against who? Yano? Yano. So funny, Toru funny enough, Yano. right? That would have been my guess, right? But I also thought, like, well, Moxley's not going to lose against a guy who's kind of just like a jokester, right? But you can do so much. Oh, is that who the jokester yeah, is? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can do so much about so much with it, right? To kind of have a loss. So I felt like they were going to do that a little bit. But dude, J Bomb, go and watch the match. It's hilarious. It's really, really funny. A very unique, I guess, kind of match and experience for Moxley. Uh, so he's just showing off all his skills, eh? Uh, he wasn't showing off his skills. I think Yano was the star of this match for me. I thought he was hilarious. You know what I mean, Dean's done everything. He's done technical matches. He's done hardcore matches. He's doing a. It was it funny. It was funny, but there was great spots as well, too. Like, the match was... It wasn't... For what it was supposed to be what it was, it was entertaining, that's for sure. Uh, there was a point where Yana was going to the, the, turn, going to the turnbuckle to take the turnbuckle off, and then uh, Moxie went over and did his, and they were doing a race to see who would take them off the quickest, and then we were having kind of like a sword duel with the ring posts, and uh, it was funny. So in the end... Um, uh, they were fighting outside the ring, and Yano duct-taped him so he couldn't get into the ring in time. So it was a count-out by being duct-taped. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. So uh, yeah. Moxie took it really well. Obviously, he acted really well. It was a really entertaining match. But he aided his first, first loss. Obviously, a footnote in there because, uh, you know, he didn't, eat, he didn't really get pinned. But it was still his, lo- his first loss. So, you know, he's got to take on Jay White, I think, moving forward as well, too. I think he'll be taking on Juice Robinson. Uh, so we'll see. I do think Moxie will likely take block B. And Okada will probably take block A at this point. Uh, Moxie, is, is it block A versus block B in the finals? And the winner, what, fight, faces off for the IWGP championship? Is that how this tournament works? Astro Barish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's I imagine, I imagine, but this is my first G1 that I'm actually sitting and watching through, right? And like, it kind of picked up my interest, you know, mid-tournament. So like, I'm learning them as they go along. Uh, I imagine A would go against B because it only makes sense. And then, yeah, I think there was like the winner who goes against the championship in the past, but I don't know if that's systematic every year. So guys, again, you're listening to this podcast, let us know. Teach us the rules of the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax. All right, we also have an update on the C4 before we wrap up the news. Uh, you texted it to me today. The third match is announced. It seems to be some sort of a Battle Royal or Royal Rumble type match with 30 participants that are going to be involved. And the first four that they announced is half of the Dark Order. That's Stu Grayson, our boy from the IWS, the Montrealer, Sexy Eddie. And if you don't know who Sexy Eddie was, if you don't know who he is, he's the dude who did the Naked Moonsault. With Joey Janela. He did the bum to bum in the corner too. No, not Joey Janela. With uh, Joey Ryan. He's like Joey a, Ryan. he's like he's sim- very similar to Joey Ryan in many things that he does. I'm pretty sure Joey Ryan has inspiration from this man. So definitely or vice worth- versa, who knows? I don't know who was first. I'm pretty sure it would have been se- it would have been sexy Yeti because Joey Ryan was doing a wrestling gimmick before he started doing the penis gimmick. So it's definitely sexy okay. Yeti. Uh, and the other two guys are Gabriel. Fuarza and Jonathan Rukin. And that did Jonathan not sound Rukin. red and forced at all. 
Yeah, Justin Rivera is going to rip us assholes for not knowing who the fuck they are. He's going to tell me some match to watch, something to subscribe to. I'm going to pretend like I'm going to do it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of throwing myself Love under the bus you. here. But he's a f- I'll give him credit. That bastard is a fucking encyclopedia of wrestling. So. Yeah, he knows a lot of stuff. Really, really clever guy. Really smart guy. A good friend of ours. So, uh, yeah, check him out, man. All right, buddy. Let's move on. Uh, how deep are we in this? Okay, let's take a quick pause. Let's uh, let's get one of our sponsors on the show. Cheers. And uh, take a little break here. We'll be back in a sec. What's up, guys? We just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys about this new app that we've been using. Uh, it's called Podcoin. It is a podcast player. It's great. If you're not familiar with it yet, I highly suggest you checking it out. It's a free app. It's available on iPhone, on Android, and you can actually use it. You could you could turn your listens into money that you could put towards you know Starbucks gift cards, Amazon gift cards, or if you want to donate the cash to charity, you can do that as well. Subscribe to us on there. I mean, we're available there. All of our other podcast friends are available there as well. Um, and actually, if you're new to the app, and use the code Talkamania, you'll get an extra 300 pod coins just for signing up if you use our code. So, highly suggest checking it out today. Again, that's Podcoin available on iPhone and on Android. Now, let's go back to the show. Oh, thank you for teaching me about a Podcoin Amasata. It's extremely awkward with the video to uh, to, to play these commercials because we just sit here looking like idiots. So if somebody wants to help us out and give us some sort of a graphic, it could involve Podcoin or it could just involve our logo spinning around or doing some cool stuff or our logo, you know, playing, what's that, Asteroids game? Just something, some sort of a loading screen. If you're good at it, we'll hook you up. I'll give you some cash because we need something there. Or we could just redesign a new logo. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I thought that, about man. new t-shirts and stuff, some cool designs, like the WrestleMania 14 logo or some kind of cool stuff. Uh, I got some brainstorming going on in here. Uh, so we got some cool stuff on the horizon. But yeah, guys, if you have any ideas or any art or whatever you want to send us, man, be creative. Be a talk of maniac. We're a family here. We're all about participation. Talk in the chat. Let us know what's going on. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Patreon. Yada, yada, yada. Talk of mania. Ichiban. Ichiban. All right, let's talk about something that uh, it's it's you know it came and went extremely quick. I got a lot Me? of fucking heat. Oh, who told? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill you i got a lot of fucking heat for it um last week there was a ton of people jumping on board for this hashtag it was hashtag give wwe women a chance uh this is a delicate topic obviously but the fact that it is nowhere to be seen this week makes me kind of feel like it was something that came faster than it should have and like i understand since since wrestlemania the women have obviously not been showcased in the same way but you know ronda rousey left uh wwe is a publicly traded business Uh, she's a marketable individual so it only makes sense it would cool off slightly but the time that this hashtag came in was maybe a week or maybe even the week of extreme rules where we had lacey evans and and uh and becky lynch main eventing another pay-per-view 
Um, who's that, Shawn Michaels? Yeah, man, Shawn Michaels pop. Uh. But yeah, I mean, Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch had this huge program. I mean, I get that there wasn't a lot of women's matches on Raw, but let's be honest, what matches on Raw are really that good? Uh, all of them, man. Where have you no. been? <laughs> so none of them are that good, really. So Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, we had we had tons of women's programs going on, and you're not respecting the hashtag right now. I I, I am respecting the hashtag. I'm just letting you say your piece. Um, the give women a chance thing, like what what triggered this that week? Was it the Ember Moon and Charlotte like it, two second? That's match? what it seemed like. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like they were just like I get that. Okay, here this is where I stand. If they are using women, and it's not the women you want them to use, if they are using women and they're not giving them as much time as you wish they would, that doesn't mean they're not giving them a chance. I mean, we have men have short matches as well, too, sometimes in certain so segments. So they're not giving anyone a chance except for their, like, you know, 10 or 15 wrestlers. Right. That's it. And, look, I agree. I, I think the women should go out there and have their chance to have a match. Everybody who goes out there should have the chance to have enough time to have a match. Uh, Charlotte, and, Charlotte and Ember Moon, that's a big match that you are waiting almost to see because Charlotte— Yeah, but wait for a pay-per-view for a match like that. First, yeah, 100%. It's not even 100%. Close to Ember Moon's time. But look, but, but look, but look, but look, if you— are going to say, hey, look, we're having Ember Moon and Charlotte on SmackDown. Even though I agree it's a pay-per-view quality match, we're going to have it on SmackDown. It's a reason to tune into SmackDown. That's huge. And then to have it like that, like two seconds, Bailey comes out, a roll-up. It's such a lazy recipe, and I hate these recipes. And you talk, hear me talk about recipes so much. Yeah, but it this told a fucking them. story, man. Uh, it told a fucking story. I don't know. Story. It made us think that Charlotte was going to be put into this main event. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get that. It just made it seem like... Ember gained a small amount of credibility. Uh, I don't like footnote wins like that, man. I don't like that. It's like, yeah, you beat me, but you had to be distracted and rolled up. Like, give her a credible win, you know? Have that happen. They need that to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I Honestly, I just... I, okay, put it this way. If, if one... People turn on superstars so fucking quick. Like... Even Seth Rollins now is completely thrown under the bus because of everything they're he trying says. to push him as a face. <laughs> he's super analyzed on everything he says of fans. Like, him talking about his paycheck and his money, like, oh, fuck, man, I get over it. It's just a storyline. I'm sure – I don't know, man. Everyone's reading so much into things so deeply. But look, we're getting off topic. I'm talking about yeah. women's wrestling. I'm talking about Ember Moon. Uh, now, look, I even read this week that uh, Vince McMahon is not a huge fan of Ember Moon. Uh, there isn't much information coming about a, wh- why that is. Maybe it's because her terrible scream when she comes out. Look, I love you, Ember Moon, <laughs> but she cannot scream. She should howl. Oh, as opposed to screaming because the screaming does not work for me. Uh, but she's great. I like her. I like her in-ring style. I like her moves. I like what she can do, what she can bring. Uh, I think she can be a future champion. But like you said, I agree with you. Now is not her time yet. Uh, these people want people thrown into the, the championship picture so quickly. Uh, Mandy Rose isn't anywhere close. Uh, San- Sonia Deville, although I like her, she's nowhere close either. Uh, the, the, even the Iconics, like they were actually decent wrestlers on the indie scene. They were decent wrestlers at NXT. Now they're a comedy shtick. You want to talk about give women a chance. Give these two women a chance right here on my t-shirt, the Kabuki Warriors. I think, uh, have I ever talked about them before? I don't know. Have you, Des? Oh, man, I'm telling you. And look, man, you want to talk about the women not getting a chance or not looking good after WrestleMania? I agree to a certain extent. 
but I actually am one of the people who enjoyed the program between Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans. Uh, I thought it. I w- liked it too. I thought it was, it was good. I thought Lacey yeah. brought some cool things to the table. She's an aggressive woman. Uh, I liked the matches they had. Lacey was a bit botchy. She has some stuff to learn. Needs to be carried a little bit, but she'll yeah, get but, there. But, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Where is she now, though? What no, but, no Lacey for weeks. You want to know why there's no Lacey for weeks? Because everybody, while it was happening, was, was like, "Fuck this bitch. Get her off my screen. She's terrible in ring. We fucking hate her." Then she leaves, and it's hashtag give WWE one a chance. Like, dude. And then they're like, why always Alexa Bliss? It's like, whoa. Back in the day, in the, in the greatest period of wrestling that everybody talks about on the internet, the Attitude Era, it took months, if not year, way more than months, years for people to get out of the IC picture and into the championship picture. It took years for certain people to be even... In the IC picture from the lower card, now it's like, oh, they don't give Killian Dane enough time on on SmackDown Live. He he's good enough to be a champion. He should be the champion. This is stupid. They don't give. They don't. They don't know. Well, people they, want everything talent. now, right? They're always on their cell phones. And they, look, we grew up in a time with no internet, no cell phone. We just we had gotten pagers when we were a bit older. Like we were rotary phones. Like I, I'm very happy and humble to have grown in a, through a period with that, and I have a bit of patience. A lot of people are like, no, this is my person. I want them now. They should be the champion. Well, why? Like, you know, it took you a long time. And to your point, I remember watching matches with Bret Hart and British Bulldog for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And those are two top dogs, pun, inten- no, pun intended or not intended for Bulldog. But the match was amazing. The crowd was on their feet the whole match. And I think, like, when uh, Bulldog, I believe, won, uh, the, the crowd just exploded and went insane. And you don't see stuff like that for the Intercontinental Championship anymore. You see Ali coming in and doing a roll-up on Nakamura. And, you know, they just really just want to drive that storyline and get that match set up as opposed to making that title being a platform to, I guess, help elevate these superstars and have these epic matchups that we just don't have. Maybe times are different, but times are not the same. Just to, to me, for it to be targeted against the women and targeted against WWE for not giving them the chance, I think is complete fucking horseshit. I think it's just bad booking, man. And uh, I think people need to get off these th- their fucking horse. I, I tried to get on Twitter a little bit. Uh, you know, it's really toxic environment. I just try to enjoy the product. And, you know, if I have a th- clever tweet or something fun or I want to update people, I'll send some stuff out. But for the most part, I don't really engage. Uh, but everybody has a right to complain and has the right no, to think sure. what they want. And that's, sure. that's, all, that's all good and stuff. But look, I think it's two things. I think give women a chance. I think we need to be highlighting the women a lot more. Uh, I think it was a great you know, way to kind of push things through uh, the evolution that they had and then WrestleMania main event. And I feel like the WWE, and I think I even talked about this. Let's see what happens after WrestleMania. If they do it just to do it and it tapers off. Uh, there was some fire with Becky and Lacey that I liked. But for the most part, it has tapered off. So, yes, I want to give women a chance. Because, hold on. I want to give women a chance because they are really talented. They can put on some amazing matches. Uh, but also, you know, when they go out there, I want them to be given enough time. And that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me as well, too. But when it comes down to it, yes, a big part of it is terrible booking, not being able to do... I mean, they're saying it's like some of the worst script writing sessions backstage. They're tearing shit up an hour before the show begins. They're, they're a mess. If you go back to the road to WrestleMania and you compare it to what's been going on over the last month, month and a half, from right before Extreme Rules to now, there are way more women's storylines going on now than there was during the road to WrestleMania. Way more. The only storyline that was happening, the almost the entire year of Ronda Rousey, 
not the entire year, no, I'll take that back, was, I don't know, the months leading up to WrestleMania was the three of them. It was fully focused on three wrestlers. Alexa Bliss wasn't wrestling. Everybody else was just being fed to Ronda Rousey or fed to Becky Lynch. Or putting a battle uh, royale. Well, the battle royal they do every Dude, year. They it's did not Oscar like, so bad getting into wrestling. Dude, I'm just saying that there was nothing good in women's wrestling apart from them main eventing WrestleMania. Evolution was. And, I mean, yeah, I know you're talking about WrestleMania, but Evolution. Okay, but remember Evol- how how we liked that event? Evolution was probably my favorite pay per view last year. We went nuts over it, but like it wasn't publicized. Well, it wasn't like it did well because of wrestling fans, but nobody had a problem. Like they were. It was a good pay per view, but they still got no respect. No, 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 respect no. no. I think they're getting they're getting respect. They're getting more and more respect. More no, people are behind from them. WWE. I mean, they were like, okay, we went to Saudi Arabia. We're gonna give them this, and they put it on. They had a, a dark crowd. It was treated like a house show. It was on the network. It wasn't hyped. Everybody said, oh, everyone's forgetting about it. Leading up to it, it was a bomb pay per view. Obviously, the women are better than they're given. But honestly, right now, what's going on? There is way more storylines going on, good storylines involving the women than there was leading up to WrestleMania. So when I see hashtag give women a chance, it drives me nuts. It's no, give the women you want a chance. So go fucking go book your own fucking shit. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And I'm not, I don't love any of the booking that's going on with wrestling. But it's just come on, man. Like it's a mob mentality, and it just drives me nuts how everybody jumps on their fucking wagon. So and honestly, I feel like it's it's just to fucking get hits, man. Honestly, that's how I look at it. It's it's a tweet that's going out. It's going to get a lot of RTs. It's going to get a lot of likes. Everybody's going to jump on the comments about it. And it's split, man. Honestly, it's split. But the the ones that you see are the ones that are against it. So let's it let's book nuts. the women better. Let's give them time to put on a freaking match. And uh, look, man, let's just let's move on to something else. All right, let's do it. Uh, la, 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 la. Oh. Des, it's time for Salty or Sweet. Sweet! Summer Slam Edition, baby. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened with Raw and SmackDown, so we got to get through it. So we're throwing it into this segment we like to call Salty or Sweet, where I asked Des a question based on the last few weeks of booking to do with SummerSlam, and he lets us know whether he's into it or not. So let's start off with Renee Michelle. She made her in-ring debut this week to kick off Raw in a mixed tag team challenge. Sorry, mixed tag team match for the 24-7 title. So Mike, Des, Jesus, Renee Michelle, 24-7 title. Soft to your sweet. So is that for one or both? Like her just being there? Like what what you, you, which one of my Renee Michelle. Like, Renee Michelle. Renee Michelle. All right. Uh, so yeah, I've seen her come in a little bit, you know, be with Dream Ma- Rick Maverick. I didn't really know much about this girl, and I know that's ignorance, because I didn't know. She was a wrestler. She's been developing as a wrestler. She's been working with WWE, talent development. I believe she was uh, even with the posse of No Way Jose or the Rosebuds. It was one of the two. I can't, I can't remember, because I always loop those two together. Um, but she's been around, uh, legit married to Drake Maverick, and involved in this 24-7 whole fiasco. And I, I really liked uh, Drake Maverick posting pictures of them on their honeymoon in Florida when they live in Florida. And, you know, he holds up the, the, the belt in front of her face. And she's been a hell of a trooper, you know, at their wedding. It's been great. And to have her come out of the ring this week, like, she legit right away looked like a wrestler. Like, great attire. Not she a, is a wrestler. <laughs> not, sorry. Yes, I guess. There you goes my ignorance. But. She, hey, hey. Des. Give women a chance. No oh, Hashtag. 
but she was actually dressed in the colors of the 24-7 title guys, if you didn't notice that. Subtly awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, she lo- he, he loves the title so much, I wanted to dress up in the colors that he loved. Um, and she did good. She was in the ring. She was tough. She she basically brought her own and took down Carmella. They were duking it out. Uh, I like Renee. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Renee Michelle. There's two Renees. It's going to get complicated. I don't know if they're just going to cut her off and be Michelle. Uh, but look, Renee Michelle, 24-7 title. Just her in general. A new woman in the wrestling, I guess, picture. And she looks like she could legit be a good wrestler and a good, I guess, entertainer. I, I was impressed. So for me, sweet. Maria Kanellis cucked her boyfriend <laughs> into letting her pin her to become the twenty four to letting her pin him to become the twenty four seven champion. So when it comes to this whole thing going on with the Kanellises and this cucking angle, are you salty or sweet? So first of all, let's hit let's hear that rad music one more time. Oh, we're gonna do it. Can all we right. do it? Oops. I love that song, man. So this is a really interesting angle that really got my attention early on. Um, look, we had uh, R-Truth come out. He had a match against, uh, well, a tag team match. We were just talking about that, right, Renee Michelle? And at the end of it all, R-Truth picks up the win, but gets dogpiled by the whole roster of the WWE. And who's on Who's on the top? Well, oh, I guess on bottom or in the middle. or the, He's the jelly and the peanut butter sandwich. Mike Canellis. He picks up a big win, 24-7 title. A lot of us are really happy for him. Runs to the back with that dope music playing and locks himself up in the in that room, which is pretty cool. And then you have Maria. She's like, let me in. It's like, how do I know you're my wife? I, th- I thought all that was pretty funny. I'll mm-hmm. kick you in the vagina if you don't let me in. So a lot of us were like, whoa, gnarly, man. They uh, said vagina. Yeah, I noticed that WWE's been getting edgier as they progress in the nights. As they get towards 11 o'clock. That was pretty early in the night. Well, that's it. But maybe they would have used a more uh, obscure word or a more unique word instead of vagina. Um, What what word was that? I don't know. I think it starts with a P, but, you know, the name escapes me at this moment. Um, But anyways, I thought that was interesting. Uh, You know, she's been bossing him around. I've been wondering where they've been going with the storyline. I thought it was going to be played out and dead and annoying. Uh, And it had started to a little bit for me because Maria was abusing him a little too much. Uh, But... If they're going to play into an angle and keep this going, the 24-7 title was great. Uh, I almost, a lot of you love our truth and I love our truth as well too. Uh, you know, I, I no doubt he'll probably win that title back eventually, but I think it's kind of cool to pass the torch for a little bit at least, uh, give us a little bit of a different storyline, shake things up, and then we can have different chapters with the 24-7 title. So right now we have Maria Canellis, and we see even Mike posting pictures of, you know, I'm torn. What should I do while she's sleeping and holding the title? <laughs> People are asking, how are they going to pin a pregnant woman? You know, what are they going to do with this? And I think next week she's at her, her, her woman doctor, right? So is a doctor going to... Her woman doctor. <laughs> is, 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 is he going to put the, his head on the belly to hear the heart? And then all of a sudden ref's going to pop up and then the doctor's going to be the champion? Is someone going to dress up as the doctor? I have to imagine possibly our truth might... Unless R-Truth is going to take a, a little bit of a break and let this Maria storyline play out a little bit. 
but I like it. It's interesting. It's going to have me tuning in to check and see what goes on next week. Who's possibly going to take this title away from her? Is Mike going to be driven to have to kind of pull a fast one over her? Maybe he's going to basically do that, like I said, with the doctor. Put his ear in her belly, ref pops up, then he pleads ignorance. Oh, I didn't know. I was just listening to the heartbeat and, you know, back and forth. But I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, And ultimately, for me, it's pretty sweet. But before we move on to the next topic, I want to honor R-Truth and his 24-7, what, 10-time reign? Like, it's been pretty good. 13, 14. Yeah, very nice run. So, R-Truth, I declare, dance break! Yeah. I know how to stop it. It never will stop. I'm just stopping it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to fade out at that point. People would just like, stop that yeah. shit. That's more than seven uh, seconds. It was way too long. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Uh, okay, the U.S. title has been getting a much-deserved push over the past few months. This week on Raw, we got a gauntlet match to determine AJ Styles' opponent at SummerSlam. Dez, the U.S. title picture, salty or sweet? Well, I got to tell you, it's getting better. And where are my salty and sweet sound bites? We had those, and you're getting lazy over there, so I don't know. There's uh, too many sound bites. Look, man, the U.S. title picture was in a lot of... I guess tough shape for quite some time. We had Samoa Joe dropping, our, our, our Rey Mysterio dropping it. We had Nakamura holding it hostage off TV. You know, uh, Rusev won it for one day or one week. So I don't know, man. Like it, it's been a mess. So to have these concrete matches, AJ Styles holding the title. He's not your WWE champion, but look, he can make that champion worth something as the United States title. It's almost as if he's holding the WWE title in my eyes. And having these amazing matches that he's been having with Ricochet, I love it. I love the gauntlet match that we got this week as well, too. Look, like Rey Mysterio, he came back, and my biggest fear was all he's going to do is keep losing because he's a small guy. I know he lost against Cesaro, and a lot of people were upset about that. But look, Cesaro's a champ. He goes out there, and I'm pretty sure he has no problem jobbing to Rey Mysterio. And things like this also add credibility to Rey. I don't want him to go out there every week and us be like, who's going to lose? He's going to lose. I want him to be able to win on a whim. So we saw that this week. Pulled up two big victories. Cesaro, Sami Zayn. Uh, but look, Andrade, Ricochet, those guys tear down the house all the time. Well, when they compete, not directly against themselves, but they do. But they're always great in the ring. I love what we get to see Ricochet versus AJ Cell yet again. But I would love, in fact, to have had this be a three-way match. Because Andrade, I feel, deserves the rub. I think he should be involved in the title picture. And uh, I think these three could tear down the house. So I would be really excited about this. But I feel like Andrade is going to be moving into a program with Rey Mysterio. This long-awaited mask versus hair match. Or Look, I was thinking it could be cool. As much as Andrade hates the mask, if he loses, he should have to put on a mask for like the next year or something. And that could be fun. It could be interesting and new and fresh, I guess, for a hair versus mask or a mask versus putting on a mask match. Uh, a little bit innovative. 
But for the United States picture, <clears throat> AJ Styles, Ricochet, the way they've been able to elevate this title with amazing matches, long matches. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Matches that take up large chunks of Raw and SmackDown, for me, is a sweet. Uh, Put to the face joined the chat and just chimed in and said, he's so tired of gauntlet matches. Um, I'm not a huge fan of gauntlet matches either. I did, however, like the one this week. But I read today that WWE is over with not putting commercials on during matches. So I think we're going to get a... Uh, they're going to pump the brakes on these two out of three falls and gauntlet matches that we're getting. What's this commercial thing? Yeah. They're going to stop putting the commercials by the side there? No, they use... Okay, so on Raw, I don't know if you've noticed over the last few weeks, they haven't been playing commercials during a match. Yes, they have. That's why... Well, maybe not Raw, but SmackDown I've noticed it at least. SmackDown, okay. they've done it. Okay. But Raw, they don't do the the, the, the picture-in-picture. I think even on Raw, SmackDown they, this week, they, they missed like a huge... like um, I don't... It was, so I have a really cool spot during one of the matches, and it's like, dude, you're playing a commercial during a big spot. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, apparently they're going to be getting rid. They're going to put commercial breaks back into the middle of matches, so they're not going to need the excuse of a gauntlet match or a two out of three falls. So there were so many like two out of three falls matches lately. Eh? Yeah. So this should be the end of that. Um, but let, let's move on. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are still a unit. Surprisingly, they're still a unit. This week on Raw, we saw some tactics from Alexa Bliss, but that whole program as a, as a whole leading into SummerSlam. Salty or sweet? Uh, I don't hate it. I just think it could be a lot better. Uh, they really spent a lot of time developing Nikki Cross as a character, making her a good guy, being misled, brainwashed by Alexa Bliss, all that jazz. And now it's kind of like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. we got other stuff that we got to work on over here. We have the women's tag team match or division that we're not really doing much with. But we have, you know, Becky and Seth. And then we have Bailey and Ember. They don't really know where they're fitting in. And then, look, we get Ember picking up a win against... Um, sorry, we got Bailey pick, uh, Alexa picking up a win against Ember this week. And so where does she fit into this match? Like, what does that win? Does that bring her into a, a three-way for this title match? Like, it's just, it, it's a bit confusing. I just wish there was more storyline. Um, I like the fact that kind of, elect, uh, that uh, Nikki's kind of become more of a lighter character. She can kind of be a bit, um, I guess, moody or, or, or multiple personalities in the ring. You know, they could have a lot of fun with it, progress a little bit more, and maybe she brings Alexa Bliss over to the darker side. She goes more into dark sanity. You know, Alexa Bliss maybe become more dark, a little bit more emo. Uh, but then again, that would that would make too many high school boys and girls happy. Uh, it might be stupid. But I, I just want to see a little bit more. It feels like they ran out of steam in terms of the direction they're going in. They do do Moment of Bliss. Uh, maybe because Alexa was sick for a couple weeks too. She was off camera. It kind of slowed things down. So not that I hate it, uh, and I know now the heavy rumor is that they're going to be put into a four-way uh, tag team match for the championships at SummerSlam. I think the heavy rumor is the Iconics versus the Iconics! Kabuki Warriors versus Mandy and Sonya versus Alexa and Nikki. I hear that could be the strong rumor heading into SummerSlam, but look, if you want to get How it... Many? How many is that? One? Four women's matches. Three confirmed with the rumors of the fourth one. We'll be on a pre-show probably at this point. Hashtag give WWE a chance, man. Seriously, it's a fucking epidemic out there, man. 
But uh, yeah, but look, okay, so, you know, wrap it up. I think Jay Bond put the sound effect in there. I'm not happy about the way that they kind of lost steam in their storyline. I wish they could be doing a little bit more with it. It uh, looks like we're going to get the payoff eventually, but it's just, I don't know, it hasn't been hitting on all cylinders for me. So a little bit on the south this side. Uh, okay, let's talk about Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Uh, we've seen them in the Universal title picture before. Uh, this past week, that brutal attack on Seth Rollins, I thought it was really done pretty well. Uh, to me, it brought it to another level. Like I said, we've seen it before. We didn't want to see the exact same thing again. With that in mind, the Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar feud heading into SummerSlam. Des, are you salty or sweet? Like you said, I think it took it up to another level. I like the aggression. Like I said earlier on, once they get towards 11 o'clock, they start being a little bit more risque and, you know, bringing it to Seth Rollins, injuring those ribs on the chair. Those F5s look brutal. Even if it's fake the way he was landing them, you got to flex up really hard or else it's going to, you know, it's going to leave a little bit of a bruise. He had those gooey uh, uh, blood capsules in his mouth. Uh, He was spitting them at the right times when he was coughing. Uh, the effect was getting in there. It was a bit disturbing because, look, this is something that during the Attitude Era would have been nothing uh, or not that impressive. But the fact that we don't get this kind of stuff, it goes to show you they're trying to make subtle changes here and there. So to me, it was okay. I'm not overly uh, over the moon about another Seth Rollins-Brock Lesnar match. Uh, but, you know, okay, cool. We'll see where it is. For me, this whole destroying Seth Rollins thing and working on his ribs, all that spells for me is that Seth Rollins is not winning at SummerSlam. He's going to have bruised ribs, injured ribs, and they're going to use that as a crutch to say, like, well, you know, he was already injured going into the match. Because he takes one or two F5s, that's going to be it. They're not going to take the title off Brock Lesnar already, so I already know what to expect. Uh, so he was good. It was all right. I think, look, I'm going to give it a sweet, but I'm going to give it a sweet because I'm happy that they're doing more edgier things. So, cool. Okay. Okay. I, I like it. I'm going to chime in on this one. I like it. I, I mean, I'm not super into that match again, but I feel like this took a match that I wasn't interested in, and now I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, maybe they're going to do something even bigger at SummerSlam. So, I'm into it. Well, I'll give them that. It was barely a match at WrestleMania, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, nice and quick, nice and easy. No Shane McMahon on SmackDown this week. Salty or sweet? Overwhelmingly sweet. Too sweet. Yeah, I'm very happy not to see him. Uh, not that I'm a, like a big hater of Shane McMahon. I think he can add good elements here or there. But he should be like one segment a week and not just like all over, like 30% or 40% or 50% of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown is already short enough. The talent don't get time. And uh, having him off the show, I think also for them was probably like, okay, well, they don't want Shane. Let's experiment with him. Let's hold him off for this week. Put more talent on there and see if it works out in our benefit. And I think it was a little bit of an experiment uh, this past week. And I think it's good. I don't think we need as much Shane. Not that I hate him, but he's not a wrestler, man. No, he's not. This week on SmackDown Live, the first 30 to 40 minutes was all Kevin Owens. This is a two-parter I got for you here. So after an unscripted promo, uh, he took on Drew McIntyre one-on-one. Kevin Owens walked out with a clean win. So part one, are you salty or sweet on Drew McIntyre's booking? I'm salty. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not happy with his recent booking. Uh, he was a monster coming in. I think it took him almost a year to take his first loss as well, too, on the main roster. And now he seems to be, like, eating losses for Cedric Alexander. He's rumored to be in a pre-show match against Cedric Alexander at SummerSlam. That's just atrocious. 
Uh, he better win that match or else it's not going to spell good news for him moving forward. I don't for you. I don't know what made him fall out of the favor of the of, of upper management. I have to imagine that you know he'll get back on track. And, you know, it's good for him to give a rub, I guess, to like Cedric Alexander, who's floundering. And just same thing with Nakamura and Ali, I guess, you know, it kind of parallels. Uh, but uh, look, man, I wasn't too happy that uh, Drew McIntyre was fed to Kevin Owens this week. I obviously knew it was going to be a loss. Uh, the only thing out of it that I was I was kind of interested to see was how Drew would take the stunner. Uh, he's a tall guy. Uh, I think about weird things like that on how people will take a stunner, and he took it all right. Uh, but that's it. I now I know. It was a good one. Yeah, now now I know, and that's it. I didn't want him to take a loss. He should have like rolled out, or somebody should have broke. Elias could have ran in and broke it up or something. Uh, but you look, you got to make Kevin, Kevin Owens look strong moving into SummerSlam. He's got to pick up some win against incredible people. So I get it. I get that Drew McIntyre is an unfortunate casualty. Uh, an unfortunate casualty, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm worried by some of the recent booking he's had. So definitely not happy, not impressed, and a little bit on the salty sodium side on my end. Part two, Kevin Owens and his unscripted promos. <laughs> Dude, it is friggin' effing awesome and hella sweet. Really like that. I uh, didn't like what I just said right there. That was a bit lame, but look, it was unscripted. It was unscripted. There you go, guys. Usually I'm, uh, I'm on point. But I really, I, I like his promos. I think we need to see more of that. Samoa Joe is another example of that. But these guys are going out and they're trusted enough to cut a promo from the heart and basically show their mic skills, uh, really shine through for through Joe and Kevin Owens as well. They're putting a lot of trust in him. I think he's good. Uh, this week, you know, it wasn't as entertaining, but it was still raw, still good. I like to hear it. I want to see more of that. I think people could be successful and stand out a lot more when they can go out there and cut promos. But I guess WWE really need to earn, I guess, that right to be able to go and do so. But I like it. I like Kevin Owens. I like him getting the rub. Uh, part of me is a little biased because he's our, he's our Montreal, Quebec boy. Um, but I'm liking it. I'm liking that Kevin Owens is getting exposure, getting this chance. And he's going to have a hell of a match against Shane McMahon. And I really hope he wins because it's going to be weird. He just came back from uh, hiatus. Is he really going to lose? He's going to be fired? Nah, nah. I think, though, that if... Kevin Owens wins, Shane should be off TV. And I think all of us would be very happy if that happened. Why not throw that stipulation in there? Give him a little bit of a break. Go home, spend time with your kids, man. Like, just go, go. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Michael Cold called Dolph Ziggler's super kick the sweet chin music this week. And we all know how much of a hard-on you have for HBK. So, Dez, are you salty or sweet? I... Don't know. No, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought long and hard about this one because, look, I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. Long Mich- and hard. I'm, I'm a Shawn Michaels fan, true and true, of course, guys. Um, but, you know, I think it was a slip of the tongue. I think he just called it Sweet Chin Music just out of the blue. Because Michaels, he's, he's looking at Shawn Michaels and... Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, if, it's, it's, if, it's, if it's, that's it, is this move now called Sweet Chin Music? Is he going to be in a program later on in the line with Shawn Michaels? Uh, I doubt either one of them. Uh, I don't really think too much about it. And then when I heard it, I was like, you call it speech and music? But I was like, oh, I, that's cool. And that's kind of as I went on. So I'm not sour about it. I'm not salty about it. Uh, he didn't really do speech and music. He didn't tune up the band. So that's not, you need to do that. That's the whole part of the, that's how you create the music uh, of the sweetness that you lay on their chin. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm indifferent. I'm no way, one way or the other. Uh, I, I guess the fact that it's a Shawn Michaels plug, sweet. Oh, Sweet chin music. All right, gotcha. All right, after a quick loss the night before on Raw, Sami Zayn was on SmackDown and called out Aleister Black. So if we get a match at SummerSlam between these two, salty or sweet? 
Uh, it's not the SummerSlam opponent I would have liked Alistair to have. I think, Dude, really? Yeah. It, you know what you're going to get. You know how this match is going to go. You know exactly what's going to happen. Sammy oh, Zayn's no, Alistair Black's going to win. Yeah, 100%. And it's not even going to be like, a, I don't know. It's going to be like what he's going to fight him, do his Sammy stuff, do the blue thunderbomb, go for the hell of a kick. And get you know black masked and that like, you know, get like it's almost it's right. almost a bathroom match. The only the thing that keeps it from being a bathroom match is Alistair Black, uh, his entrance, his wrestling Dude, ability. Fuck you, Sami Sami Zayn, bro. I like Sami Zayn. I do. I do like him, but he's just floundering. So he, all he's going in there and being is the word that we don't want to say. We won't say. Starts with an don't F. Say. Don't say. But it means he's just going to be eaten alive by Alistair Black to make him look good. And I, the thing about Alistair Black, too, is I like this guy. He should be wrestling every week just like Ricochet is. And he should be an attraction to some extent. And he's not. We're getting him once He'll a pay-per-view. We're getting once a pay-per-view. And I think that's terrible for Alistair Black. Send him back to NXT if that's the case. Or have wrestlers, no, or no, have, no, no. Or have wrestlers be able to go up and down and do both. Because like right now, no, they're, he they're, need to do but both. they're wasting him. I would want to see more Alistair Black. I, I would like to see him in the ring waste. more. I think they're saving him for pay-per-views, and they're building him slowly. Well, the promo stuff's been good. I back is going to be worth yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I, I hope so, too. I think the promo stuff's been good. He's been improving on that front. I thought that was his weakness to begin with. Um, but I don't know. I, I like to see him more on Raw and on SmackDown. I don't want it to see be a once a month who's going to challenge, who's going to knock at my door. Well, I don't know, actually, now that I'm talking about it. It's like maybe once a month somebody does knock at his door. But I still maybe think too. it's, uh, I don't know, for this match, I know what to expect. I know Sammy's going to go in there and he's just going to get his, you know, his head kicked off. And I would have liked, you know, I, I would have done, I would have been okay with even, I would have actually been okay with another Cesaro Alistair Black match, to be honest with you. I would have. Or there, there could have been other people as well, too. Just, I don't know, man. Sammy deserves better and Alistair deserves better. So there's a bunch of salt and go piss off. <sighs> All right. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus in Toronto, baby. That's her stratosphere, guys. At SummerSlam. Des, salt your sweet. Uh, a lot match. of people are complaining uh, because Charlotte's got to be in the picture. Look, she wasn't put in the title she, picture. She fucking needs to be in the picture. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think Charlotte Flair should be on SummerSlam. Okay, maybe not fast lane, maybe not, you know, great balls of fire, whatever you want to call it. But I do think for SummerSlam, she needs to be in that event. Uh, she is a draw. She's a great wrestler. And she's not in the championship match. So good, great. And then you have her against Trish Stratus. Hall of Famer, legend. A lot of people talk highly of Trish Stratus. Uh, look, Trish Stratus was the best wrestler when there weren't many good wrestlers on the roster. And I'm not making this into let's bury Trish Stratus. I think this match is going to be cool. I'm very interested, this, interested to see if Trish can hang with Charlotte um, because it's on a whole other level now, girl. And it's going to be Toronto, so a lot of Canadians are going to be really excited to see this one. The big question comes down to who wins. Is it Trish in Canada or is it Charlotte? Uh, I have to imagine Charlotte's going to get the win here. It makes sense to me as well, too. Passing of the torch, it does more for her than Trish, who's not going to be there, you know, uh, full-time anyways. Uh, But the match is going to be exciting, and I'm really interested to see how the match plays out between the two of them. For me, I'm going to be there, too, guys. So that adds to an element to make it super sweet. Sweet! I I know the answer here, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Randy Orton, Randy Orton, his three devastating words, saltier sweet. I hate him. <laughs> I'm not a huge, like, I'm not a huge Randy Orton fan. I'm not a huge hater of Randy Orton. I like Orton. Yeah, he's all right. He could do some cool stuff. Uh, he's, he's, he's funny. I like his sarcasm, and he doesn't give a shit about anything. Uh, but this whole, the three most dangerous 
letters and wrestling and sports entertainment like okay i'm not buying into this saying i'm not buying into this at all it is not the most devastating and it's all he's become which is it's booked it's a pretty strongly booked move yeah it is but it's like first of all they're all out of nowhere and at the same time i don't know i kind of feel like ddp did it better i mean he's gotten better at it with age but i don't know like a poor man's diamond cutter right didn't somebody call it that one time i think it was in a promo someone called yeah, it a poor man's diamond cutter yeah and um, I just wish he was more than just about the RKO. Like, he had some other stuff. And I know he's got that DDT, and, you know, he does that, like, pounding on the ground. But he's he is gotten a lot better on the mic. And only in the past, like, four or five years. He used to be actually not be that great on the mic, I found. But his wrestling style is very copy-paste, so it's matches. It's very almost vanilla. It's not vanilla, but it's almost vanilla. And I feel that the RKO for me is overrated. And I don't want that to be all he's about. It kind of seems lazy that he's like, okay, well, I'll show up this week and just do an RKO and then say the most devastating move. Uh, I, I don't like it. But look, I don't want to shit on Randy Orton. That's not my point here. And I don't want to shit on this feud, actually, because I bought into it. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, to me, makes perfect sense. The stupid, 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 you know, the, the shots back and forth on social media. I like it. I was really confused on why this match was happening. Didn't make sense to me. Makes perfect sense. Kofi wins this match. It's going to go a long way. I feel like he needs to, and I really hope he does. But outside of RKO, Randy Orton, him saying the three most dangerous letters, all that shit, I don't like it. I hate it. I don't like this Randy Orton stuff that's going on right now. So salty, 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 salty. All right, final one before we wrap up for this week. Um, I don't know what the hell kind of fucking dumpster fire that shit was at the end of SmackDown Live this week. The whodunit angle with Roman Reigns. I mean... I, I think we could all agree that it was done very, very poorly. So I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be salty on it. Mm. Um, but I'm talking about the fact that there is a whodunit involving Roman Reigns. Now, on that angle alone, are you salty or sweet? Look, man, I actually appreciate a good whodunit. Who hit this guy? Who ran this guy over? Uh, who is the father of Maria Canellis' child? As long as it doesn't involve the Street Profits, because I will say, guys, I'm not digging the Street Profits. I might be one of the only... He's just going to throw in some salt. Just I, some I, extra salt. I hear some baby. extra salt on that. And I'm, I'm not... I don't not like the Street Profits. I think in ring, they're awesome. I think they, they're really cool. Uh, they, they bring a lot to the table. I find the promos backstage are really forced. I find they're really trying to get their catchphrases and just milking as much as they can. Uh, you know, awesome for the what guys. Do you mean, fam? What's that? What do you mean, fam? I I don't know. I just feel like they're going out there and they're really trying too hard. I don't like this. I I don't I don't like the I don't like the backstage uh, banter. I don't like it. And I'm probably not one. Of the, I'm probably not in the majority. I get it. You guys like this. It, it's it's entertaining. I liked it. I mean, it's starting to be like, oh, really? These guys are just here to like give me some sort of this recap or preview. I'm like. Listen, I'm a grown fucking man. I know what's going on. You don't have to tell me, like, piece by piece. Yeah, and I'm worried because it's kind of killing them for me. I like the Street Profits. I think they're great in the ring. And they can, they they are getting better at promos. And I guess this is kind of it as well, too. Like, they're going to get better. And, you know, The Rock wasn't great when he first, well, he was pretty great. But he he, he got there. He got better. And they're going to get better, too. But And it, it part of it is, like, go out there and say this. Here's your lines. You know, I'm sure they only have certain control over it. But I don't want this to ruin them for me. Because right now, I'm not really enjoying it. Um, and I hope they don't play into the who's the daddy angle. And I find that's cheap. I just find it's cheap. Uh, so, I like it. Yeah, so I'm not really enjoying them. There's some extra salt for you. Uh, but I do like them in the ring, and they're a cool team. So let, let's hope that uh, takes a turn for the better. But look, you're asking me about the whodunit angle. 
yeah. there's so many variables, so many directions they can go. Uh, we talked about how sloppy it was or how weird it looked. So apparently I was reading that Fox is looking into doing special camera angles and this was their way of testing it out, doing like kind of cinematic stuff. And this is basically what this, this is the fruit of that. Um, they were testing it out this week. Oh God, no more, please. That was bad. So that's it. If you guys didn't like it, you might be getting more this fall. Uh, so here's the question who done it because Roman was going to announce or challenge or at least set up a match for SummerSlam. I'm sure this ties to it, right? Of course. But who done it? Who is there? Now, we saw Buddy Murphy posted online walking away. I don't know if somebody just caught him and read too much into it. I personally believe they... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buddy Murphy could be a great pick. Uh, a lot of you might not be on the same page as me there, but I feel like these new guys who are coming up to the roster never get a solid, I guess, uh, a push. The Marks would love it. The Marks would love the Mar- it. I would love it, too. I love, uh, I love, a, buddy, I love a Buddy Murphy I'd be okay match, with it. and I think those two could be great. He'll obviously lose to Roman Reigns, but at least it'll put his name on the map. You know, then he'll start something else on the main roster, maybe the next week on, on, on TV. You know, I think it's important to have these type of matches for people that you just bring over to the main roster. He kind of cut a heel promo when Shane was doing the town hall. It looked like he was maybe up to something conspiring. So he could be a good candidate for this. Uh, another name talked about is Daniel Bryan. Uh, look, he's yeah, got an announcement to make. He has to go big. He has to go bigger than the championship, the tag team titles. So what bigger fish to fry than Roman Reigns, the big dog? So this could be a match set up for SummerSlam. Um, I think this is probably most likely going to be your match at SummerSlam. That's my guess. Yeah, me um, too, me too. Samoa Joe also is a name up there. But it just wouldn't be that surprising because Samoa Joe and him are feuding all the time. You know, would he really need to do something like that? Uh, Samoa Joe does lurk in the shadows and do these kind of like surprise angles. But uh, I, I don't know. I feel like if they wanted to set them up, they would have done it a little bit easier than that. I feel this whole thing with Daniel Bryan not kind of saying what he's saying is tying in with this a little bit. So that is my guess. I don't know if anybody has any other suggestions or what you, what, what do you think, J-Bomb? What if like Daniel Bryan could have been the mastermind behind it. It doesn't mean Daniel Bryan pushed it over. So you can still get something where it was Buddy Murphy, but he's involved with Daniel Bryan and it ends up being a bigger story. Right? So right. we are, we, we do know that ever since they announced Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, there seems to be a little bit more attention towards groups of wrestlers working together. Fair enough. So if that plays into this at all, maybe we're getting something that could be some, you know, uh, Buddy Murphy with Daniel Bryan, I think would be a good combo. They're both like really well, like people that could probably pull off heel rolls really well. Well, we know Daniel can, uh, but I'm assuming that Buddy Murphy's going to be able to do it good too. It would be odd, an odd matching because like we didn't see it coming. But I, I'd be totally down if it had something to do with it, like like that. I don't, I just don't want to be Samoa Joe. Well, like, that's this, it. This I think I think I think it'll be a, it'll be a letdown. I think it'll be a little bit of a letdown. I'll be like, oh, who tagged? Oh, Samoa Joe. 
If it was Daniel Bryan, be like, oh, Daniel Bryan, he's kind of from SmackDown, and he came over, and they, these guys haven't really had a solid program with each other. So it could be really cool to see. We haven't seen Daniel Bryan in the ring in a while either, uh, so or at least consistently, so it could be good to see. Hey, man, it might be Maria Kanellis, and we have Roman Reigns taking on Maria <laughs> for the 24-7 title at SummerSlam. How dope would that be? It would be a handicap match, though. <laughs> it would be, don't do that spear. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, look, I like a whodunit angle. I I like it. It's sweet for me. Uh, I feel like we might be let down in the end, but uh, I always appreciate this. So, yeah, why not? Let's end it on a positive note. Let's try to be positive, guys. Remember that on social media. Remember that when you're watching Raw and SmackDown. Not every one of your favorite wrestlers is going to be in the spotlight. Not everything's going to go your way. The talent works hard. The product's getting better. And hopefully with AW, they're going to feel that need to kind of push the boundaries a little bit more. We're seeing that week and week after. Uh, but look, we got a lot to look forward to. Not just, you know, at SummerSlam weekend. We've got the fall coming. We've got AW debuting on TNT as well, too. But, guys, we're going to be with you the whole way there. Like I said earlier in the show, I'm going to be in Toronto for NXT TakeOver. I'll be in Toronto for SummerSlam. J-Bomb will be here as well, too, representing Montreal, representing Talkamania here in our hometown. You're going to be in a panel, too, right? Yeah, we're going to be hitting up uh, the Canadian panel for SummerSlam on the Smart to Death podcast. So that's going to be very, very exciting. Des, you got to remind them, man. You're going to be taking over Instagram. And just like last week, I'm going to throw this in because it was a great way to end the show. Throw a little bit of Mean Street Posse. The Mean, mean Tweet Posse. posse. All right, guys. So, like Des mentioned, SummerSlam takeover on Instagram. We got the Smart to Death panel coming up next Friday, I believe. Uh, we're going head to head with Boot to the Face. Our favorite podcast. Uh, we're going to go one-on-one versus them for SummerSlam. They are up 2-1 to one right now for some lucky-ass shit that happened in WrestleMania. I sort of still blame Dez for picking those picks, but it is what it is. Uh, and we have C4 Wrestling the following week after SummerSlam. That's going to be Dez great. will be heading up there in Ottawa. If you have a chance to check it out, check it out. MJF is going to be there. Joey Janelle is going to be there. Dark Order is going to be there. Cody Rhodes is going to be there. I can't believe I almost forgot Cody. Tabernak the team. OC. Tabernak the team. Uh, Sexy Eddie is going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, August is going to be crazy. Sportscast, we're going to be here as much as possible. Uh, And this is our test run because in October, we will be live on Twitch as well and YouTube. So you can watch us on Sportscaster. You can watch on YouTube, Twitch, whatever other ones we can get ourselves onto. We will be there. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash talkamania. Become a patron like our good friends Chris Spisak, Evan Gomez, and of course, Smart to Death. Des, we have, what do we have next week? We're going to have our regular episode. We're going to do some SummerSlam talk on there. And then the Sunday, you're going to be calling in live from Toronto. We'll be on Full Press Radio doing our SummerSlam prediction show hell yeah guys so like we do every month we'll be doing our prediction show for SummerSlam I will be live I don't know if I'll be huddled in a car or I'm going to be before the show but it's going to be a lot of fun guys so make sure to tune in interact be part of the action Takamine is going to be there and we're going to bring you through all SummerSlam weekend alright on behalf of Takamine J-Bombs out Des say bye happy Rusev day Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.